You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a nip tuck recap. We're into the seventh episode of the very first season, and this episode is entitled Cliff Mantegna. Mantegna, Mantegna. It's, it's Cliff somebody, let's just be honest. Uh, said I could have done it we were just talking about New Zealand accents off air but I didn't even go that route uh, September the 9th 2003 this aired in, just in case you wanted to know that and I'm sure you want to know who the hell I am my name is Ben and threesomes foursomes moresomes they're like Starbucks they're everywhere and I'm Nick and I don't podcast for free but for a pretty boy like you I'll make an exception <laughs> You're so nice to me all of a sudden. Last episode, you're talking about <laughs> locking the door. Now you're calling me pretty. Um, this is, this is a, Don't get too worried. This is the start of a beautiful friendship. Um, we're, we've crossed the halfway point now of Nip Tuck. I, I keep forgetting, as in the first of the first season, we haven't done over 50 episodes yet. I, I kind of, I, I keep forgetting kind of that Nip Tuck started off as a season where, a show where we didn't sort of get that general US 22 episode run. It kind of obviously started off a little bit shorter, but... Um, are we having way too much fun here to the fact that we're nearly, we're over halfway through the first season now? It's a very watchable show. That's the thing. It is one of those ones that works really well on a on a binge because you can sit down and watch, find yourself watching three or four episodes in a row and not even really notice it. But I think you actually might be wrong about that, that I Uh-oh. think most of them are about 15 or 16 episodes. Mm. Um uh, Except for that whole weird thing with with season five slash six, which ended up, you know, the whole writer strike, which ended up having an impact on the number of episodes in that one. But I, I don't think there are any that are even close to twenty two no, episodes. Think, uh, well, I mean, it, it depends on how you classify season five, um, because yeah, season five was kind of split into two. Uh, if you combine them, that's twenty two. But yeah, first half was fourteen episodes, second half was eight. And then season yeah, yeah. six was 19 episodes. Wow, was it really that long? Goodness, I thought season six was a lot shorter than that. <laughs> so I, I, I do kind of like when you talk the fact that it literally was 100 episodes on the dot. Like it was it was beautifully crafted for the fact that it was, I, I like a nice round even number. And we get, a, we get a nice simple crisp number of 100 episodes. That was pretty well done at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, it works out really well. So, I mean, this is technically the shortest season. Again, if you don't count Season 5 Part 2 as a separate season, even though the way it was aired, as you kind of said, with the weird writer strike. Um, So let's classify Season 5 as one season, 22 episodes, and Season 1 the shortest with 13. So, yep, we are are across the halfway point of Niptuck Season 1. And uh, we get straight into... Uh, this episode, uh, we're on the streets, the mean streets of Miami with those damn prostitutes. Oh, wait, it's Kimber. Um, I do, I do like, uh, I love this episode for Christian and Kimber. I love their little attempts to keep things spy. And again, this is going back to what we've already talked about, Christian and Kimber. This is something you can imagine them doing because it's like, you can't imagine Christian being that one woman type for long. He wants to spice things up. I think that's a big theme of this episode, clearly, with where they end up. But, like, I love the fact that he's trying to spice it up. And for some reason, a Christian Troy fantasy is to pick up a hooker from the street and have sex with her in his car. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird, really, because I'd, I'd like to know what the time difference is between the last episode and this one, because this <laughs> feels like 
you know, like he's already bored with her. Like he, he only just really hooked up with her last episode, and all of a sudden he's so bored with her that they have to do play out these role playing fantasies where she's a hooker on the street and he has to pick her up. And you know that that seems a bit weird. Like even by Christian standards, you'd think a, a little bit of time, and you know he's straight into it with kind of you know I'm bored and we need to spice things up. It's kind of weird. Well, it must be a very short time frame though, because like we kind of get with the Sean and Megan stuff in this episode. You know, obviously not a whole lot of time as past given that whole bit so yeah you're right and it's kind of interesting isn't it that like we've already seen in nip tuck that christian has paid women to have sex with him like we saw it what in the the strip club scene when he was you know lost his mojo was that episode two episode three um <laughs> and for, for whatever reason he's got a fantasy of picking up said women off the street and I, I, christian is a type of person who has done this before come on <laughs> Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he he definitely has. He's a, he's a high risk player. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and like, look, it's. I mean, sure, whatever floats your boat. But um, I like the, the bit I like about this is I love when Kimber's like, I'm a model, not an actress. I mean, she ultimately becomes a certain type of actress at some point across this show. But I love the fact that when they have the fight, she gets out of the car, and you almost think Christian's about to be a dick and just drive off on her before obviously picking up and being kind of sweet. But it's like she's walking this area of Miami that looks quite sus. Wearing what she's wearing, I mean, is he just willing to just let her get out of the car like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it generally speaks to his his, you know, like he obviously he becomes more attached to her as the show goes on. But you know, right now it's like, yeah, she's just like somebody else, just a piece of meat at the moment, which is you know a, a bit harsh. But that's kind of what he's like. Yeah, I mean, he's he kind of in a few episodes is willing to get rid of her pretty easily for material possessions. <laughs> Again, spoiler alert. But anyway, um, we then we meet Mr. Montag- Montagna, uh, this guy with man boobs. Um, and basically, I mean, look, I, I'm just going to say it. I've got man boobs. That guy has not got man boobs. I would wish to have man boobs that look like his. I mean, seriously. Uh, they, are, they are fucking mosquito bites compared to what I have. So, suck it up, mate. Uh, but we basically learn that he's a swinger and he keeps getting rejected by people. Um, and I just realized I completely fucked up my line. I, the line I was going to use, and I'm so disappointed. Can we start again? Uh, my line was going to be, I'm sick of banging fat German chicks in front of their pasty husbands. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that is a very cool. You can, pay, you can, you, you can, you can pasty that in. I could, I could. I should really go back and do that. But, um, yeah. We, we get, we learn that you can get this surgery. It's painful, six to eight weeks. And he's kind of like, look, I don't care as long as I get to bang all these women. I mean, look, if that's all it takes, six to eight weeks and you've got to wear a bra and you don't have man boobs, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just going to put. I kind of wonder as well, like this whole thing of like, you know, because we find out later in this episode that Jude's getting these photos taken to, to go and, you know, get into the scene, as it's called. Mm-hmm. And, um, this guy's like, yeah, he's got the man boobs, but he's also got like this super hairy chest. Like, you think if he really wants to get in, like, you know, he'd, he'd wax that off. Well, Christian's a bit hairy, isn't he? Remember, like, when we see he's got a bit of fluff on the body? I guess so, but it seems to work for him. Like, it just doesn't <laughs> seem to work for this other guy. True, true. I mean, look, he's, he's a very confident man. He's, you know, sick of the German women, so he wants to. Uh, yeah. Go for this. But yeah, I love kind of he's talking about the scene, you know, this hottest swingers party. And I love how Christian writes it down and has to underline it to emphasize the fact that he wants to go to the scene. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Subtle. Then we, we cut to your favourite character, who, let's be honest, is quite a, a main role in this episode. You must have loved this episode, because um, we <laughs> yeah. get a lot of Jude in this episode, and Jude's got a very nice house. For some reason, Julie is at Jude's house. Um, yeah. And we kind of get this weird flirtatious scene where, you know, he's all like, oh, I want to ask you something, and he's all, like, making this, you know, fancy sexual food. How is it that food can be sexual? Actually, don't answer that. Um, <laughs> but it's... I do like the bit where um, he's all, like, you know, he's obviously asking if he can, uh, you know, uh, intern with Sean because it helps him get fast-tracked into being a plastic surgeon. Then he's sort of like, he's like, oh, I completely forgot something. And Julie's like, yes. Oh, I forgot the whipped cream. And I actually, I will give props. We, we kind of, I feel bad that we ripped so much into Jolly Richardson's acting ability. But I do like the bit where she's obviously so frustrated. She's kind of ready to like, I don't know, mack it on with Jude. And then as soon as he, like, turns away, she's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know, like, I was going to totally yeah, yeah. make out with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite funny because, you know, he does the whole, like, hand on the knee type thing and you think, oh, what's about to happen here? And then he's like, I want to be a plastic surgeon. Like, it's just, it's not quite what you're expecting. Yeah. And then we get, uh, you know, Snoopy Julia going through his... Because, of course, if you're in somebody's house and you see a photo envelope, what's the first thing you want to do, Nick? You want to look at those photos. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time you saw a photo envelope anyway? <laughs> those things don't exist anymore, do they? Oh, I, I got some recently when I got some photos printed, but, I mean, I guess I'm still stuck in 1998. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite funny what you're saying about Jolly Richardson. Like, it's really hard because, like, sometimes she's awesome and you know, and sometimes she, you know, like, it just doesn't work. And it's not that she's a bad, like, she's bad in those scenes. It just, some scenes it just doesn't seem to kind of quite translate on the screen. Mm. So... I think generally she's really good, but just at times it just doesn't feel like it kind of comes across. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I guess we haven't really touched on, uh, you know, I guess it kind of comes a bit later, but like going over what we've said about Nip Tuck and how I guess it was it was kind of popular, but it wasn't like huge, huge mainstream popular in many circles. Having said that, it did win a Golden Globe for Best Drama. And I mean, you don't win a, you know, a major award like that and you're good. And the same year, uh, both Jolly Richardson and Julian McMahon were nominated for their acting. And I think Jolly Richardson might have been nominated either the year before or after. Uh, you know, and, I mean, Dylan Walsh never nominated in, you know, I think he was nominated in kind of some minor award categories, but, you know, no Emmy, no Golden Globe. Um, but, yeah, the Which fact is that... It's really bizarre. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So, what, what season did it actually win the Emmy for, do we know? Uh, the the, I think it might have been the second season. I'll have to I'll have yeah. to confirm that. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of interesting when you talk, because, like, I think its real peak was that third season with the Carver storyline. That was kind of where it really got a bit of... Um, it got the attention. But it's, it's kind of unique. Like, when you look over the... Um, the history of like the, you say you go over the Golden Globes and you know what won best television drama. It's it's often forgotten. I feel that Nip Tuck won best drama at the at the Golden Globes. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's oh yeah. I'm just looking at 2005, so that would have been after. Actually, it would have been season three. Would that not have been? Uh, no, no, it was season two. Uh, obviously that would have been yeah. So season two, it was it won it for, which again. So do you have? Do you have what it was up against? Like what other shows? I can I can find that for you. I, I we can definitely uh, we can quickly have a bit of a uh, look over that one for you while I, I do that. But um, 
Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm actually, I want to see actually the same year. We can see who Julian McMahon and, and Jolly Richardson lost out to. Just uh, let's let's stretch this out a little bit, Nick, while I quickly pull that up. But it's, 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 it's like I feel it doesn't necessarily get that credit for the fact that it did actually win Golden Globe for Best TV Show. Yeah, I think it's just... It, it's a bit of a sleeper, and I think probably what hurts, like it hurts a lot of shows, is that it goes on too long. You know, that's ultimately one of the big issues, is that you have this this show that hits its peak and then it's three or four seasons where it's past its peak. And so, you know, the, the lasting memory that people generally have with it is not good. And I think that that's not a, that's not just a nip tuck thing. That's a lot of different, a, a lot of different shows have the same thing. All right. So here we go. The year was 2005. So it's basically for the 2004 season, nip tuck wins. It beats 24, which I know ultimately would go on to win a Golden Globe for best, uh, drama. Deadwood. I don't know if that ever did. Lost definitely won a Golden Globe for best drama. And The Sopranos, which I think won about 300 Golden Globes for best drama. So I mean, pretty, pretty heated field there i mean that that beat out some heavyweights yeah for sure that's there is uh, not because sometimes what you find is that these shows it just happens to be a year where you know there's obviously something that's on the downswing or it's not quite made it to the big time yet and you know like a show like like nip tuck might just sneak in there on one of those years but that is not the case it's 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 coming in one and a really crowded field, so and, that's and, even more. And the interesting thing too is it was never nominated before or never nominated again. It was the one time it was nominated for best drama, it won. Um, and then you look at so the, the same year as I said, Julian McMahon was up against so Ian McShane won for Deadwood. I I can't say I've ever watched Deadwood, uh, but he was also up against Michael Chiklis for The Shield, Dennis Leary for Rescue Me, and James Spader for Boston Legal. And in the the for Jolly Richardson, she lost to Mariska Hargitay for Law and Order Special Victims Unit, uh, and also up against Edie Falco for The Sopranos, Jennifer Garner for Alias, and the great Christine Latti for the amazing show. Jack and Bobby, which I can say I've never heard of in my life. Uh, <laughs> 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 robbed. Christine Latty was robbed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, Jolly Richardson was also nominated the year before, but um, it's kind of unique, the fact that, yeah, and even if you look at the Emmys, it was never nominated for... I mean, it won an Emmy, I think, for its uh, for prosthetics, perhaps. Yeah, won for outstanding makeup for a series or mini series uh, for the pilot. Um, and then outside of that, its only nominations came in sort of the technical categories. The only acting categories it was ever nominated for was uh, for guest actors. Uh, Oliver Platt. Uh, who later on played Freddie Prune, and then Sharon Gless, who was Colleen in the same season. That was come season five. So, yeah, it's 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 unique, is it not? Um, that wow, um, it's it's interesting. It's, of course, it's not all about awards, Nick. But I mean, you know, some shows can win so many awards, and you don't think are warranted. And this would be a show that I would argue should have won a lot more awards. Yeah, well, it certainly an interesting thing that it did that it did win and the one year it was nominated um so i think we're very well deserved basically is the is the short the short story here absolutely definitely speaking of well deserved um julia steals a photo uh nudie photo of jude yeah <laughs> um, and i love how casual jude is oh you like when he sees the pictures and then julia makes the most awkward squeaking noise she's like Mm. <laughs> she's like trying to eat whatever the hell the sexual food is that they're cooking um yeah, you should 
I, I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Straight away, be like, no, I don't like it. This is kind of the Julia is a prude episode, isn't it? We had the Sean is a prude episode. This is the Julia yeah. is a prude episode. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Which gets about it. Uh, cut basically then to Julia showing up at uh, the, the offices of McNamara Troy. Linda is, I think this might be the very first time we get to see Nurse Linda speak, is it not? Um, Sean telling her to waive the Megan fee. And then we learn that uh, Sean is jonesing for a Reuben. <laughs> yeah, the jonesing is a real American term, isn't it? And it's a term that I hate, to be honest. You're not a fan of the terminology jonesing? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Now, I, I need to look up a Reuben because a Reuben is, and let's see here, a hot sandwich, an American hot sandwich, composed of corned beef, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and Russian dressing grilled between slices of rye bread. If you could get any more American... I would like to see what that would be. It would come with a hot dog and, uh, I don't know, a gun. Um, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds... And a playboy. <laughs> a playboy. Uh, and you'd join the military while eating it. It's. I mean, it's that is... I don't know. Does that sound good or bad? That kind of sounds strange. It, it doesn't float my boat, I've got to be honest. It doesn't have a pickle in it. That's not American. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a Monte Cristo when I was there. I don't know if you know what a Monte Cristo is. Um, no. Essentially, cheese and turkey, I think it's got ham on it, on a sandwich, but it's deep fried. So, the entire sandwich is deep fried. And when, oh, yeah. I, when yeah. I read that on a menu, I thought, like, maybe just the turkey's deep fried or the cheese. And, like, no, they've put the entire sandwich in a deep fryer. And you get, like, halfway through it and you can't eat anymore. I'm like, there's too much going on in my mouth here to even know what I'm eating. Can't eat it. <laughs> so, I'm not jonesing for a Monte Cristo. Uh, Cristo, whatever. Right, okay. That's good. That's good to know. It's good yep. to know. Yeah. But anyway, so, Julia's dropped off the Reuben, basically saying, hey, can you bring in Jude uh, for an intern? Why not? Um, and, of course... Sean agrees to it. We'll get back to that later. Meanwhile, let's cut back to Sean, uh, Christian's house where Kimba has gone to a lot of effort. She spent $400 on candles and a nurse outfit. Um, and I do like this scene. I, I love Christian's reaction to it. You know, it's like, do you think a jockey comes home and wants to have sex with his horse? Well, maybe they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an interesting <laughs> jockey. But yeah, I'm not sure it's the the best analogy he could have come up with there, but, you know, we'll, we'll give him that one. I do like his line when he's like, if I wanted to bang a nurse, I would have already. I'm sorry, Christian, you have totally banged a nurse before. <laughs> Yeah, and if they all look like Kimber, you probably would have as well. <laughs> or Nurse Linda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure during med school or somewhere along the lines, you have had sex with a nurse. Um, I mean, is that his way of basically saying nurses are not attractive to him? <laughs> I yeah, don't I don't know. We then, we then turns around and we get the photos. Christian has a great line. I'm just looking at putting frosting on our cake uh, when it comes to sort of <laughs> implying about let's go to a swingers party. Um, so, yep, why not? And then meanwhile, let's cut to Julia coming home to loud music, walking in on Matt getting a double hand job, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they obviously didn't cut off too much. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, need two hands on. Sure. I don't know if that's implying that Matt has a very large penis or just he has a small one and they need to use implements. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is, I mean, this is a great, this is a great scene. I like, uh, well, not just because we're getting, you know, a three-way, but like, I like the bit afterwards when kind of you got Matt sitting down with Sean and Julia and it's kind of, you know, Matt, I mean, he's absolutely right. He's like, you're giving me mixed messages. Dad's giving me a condom and now you can't say, like, you know, do this. Um, and then I, I love the bit where like Julia's like, go to your room and don't slam your door. And then we get the slam. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, eh? Like, and it's quite—it's not immediate as well. Like, it takes a while for it to happen, and it's—it's it's cool. I, I do like how they play that bit out. And I, I love kind of like their argument. And I, what does Sean say? Something like it's not a big deal or whatever. And then Julia's line: "A sixteen-year-old having a three-way is about as big as it gets." I'm sorry, Julia. Your son nearly chopped his dick off. I'm going to claim that that's a bit of a bigger deal than him having a three-way. Yeah, yeah. This this whole thing with the like you know the parents and everything, it, it, it's it's a really cool like little little subplot throughout this whole episode. It's um, I, I really enjoy it, and it obviously has quite a like emotional payoff at the end of it. But you know the whole thing is it, it, it's not something you see on a lot of TV shows. That's for sure. And, and this is a huge plot hole. It's, it's a weird thing when when um like she starts picking up the phone and starts dialing up, and Sean's like, "What are you doing? I'm calling these girls' parents." You just met one of these girls. You had no idea who Ridley was five minutes ago until you saw her giving your son a hand job. Do you just happen <laughs> to know, like, is or is this just two thousand and three where people still call directory assistants? <laughs> yes, I. Yeah, oh, and, and how does that phone call work? I'd like the number of the mother of yeah. the, the naked chick who was just in my house. <laughs> Having a three-way sex with my son. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll just call them up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, Miami's small. We all know what all our daughters yeah. are doing. It's not like a million people yeah, live exactly. here. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not? Um, we then get Sean and Christian again, surgery, pre-surgery. Um, I like when, you know, Christian's still, uh, Sean's talking about it. And it's like, oh, did he mention it to you? And Christian's like, uh, no. <laughs> it's like passed off. And then this is basically kind of, uh, you know, Sean's got a sore neck. Um, Christian basically goes on about how 10 milligrams of Vicodin and a blowjob will heal that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Christian would make a great doctor. Well, he's one, but like, is in a great, uh, what, what's the correct terminology there? <laughs> like, psychologist? Like, your problems will be solved. 10 milligrams of Vicodin and a blowjob. There's your subscription. Yeah, Take yeah. it to your chemist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a cool chemist. I want to go to that chemist. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, what is he? What's the line he says about? Um, or am I jumping ahead here? Where it's like for every beautiful woman, there's a guy who's tired of screwing her. Where's that line yeah, coming yeah. from? Um, that sounds like a. That basically sounds like a Rob Sesternino line from yeah. Survivor Amazon, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, I think that that's kind. Of, that's talking about swinging, isn't it? Uh, and this, that's where Christian has a throwaway line, isn't it? About. Um, Oh, that, that patient that came in the other week, she was a chiropractor. And, you know, obviously he's yeah. playing up to because he knows they kissed. And, you know, Sean's like, oh, who yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Um, yeah. You know, sneaky between the both of them. Um, I just want to point out, so the surgery scene we get here, uh, love this song. This song is Emerged by Fisher Spoon. And this is one I didn't even have to look up because this is one of the ones over the years that I've, like, I've heard from Nip Tuck. I've downloaded it and one that I've listened to a lot. And I fucking love this song. Just want to point that out. I don't know if you paid attention to the song as much as you do with people's clothes, apparently. But, um... <laughs> no, I, I can't say I noticed the song all that much. Um, I, I, the thing for, with me is when it's a song that I know, I really notice it. And... Um, because I think songs that I know that they use on the so- and on the show always work really well. Yeah. But when they're not songs that I know, I do tend to just 
drown them out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say this song doesn't necessarily work too well in the grand scheme of what this scene is, but um, it's just it's just a great song. I just wanted to point that out. Um, meanwhile, outside of the surgery, Jude is in the waiting room. He's Nick's favourite, um, and he's flirting with Julia clone number two that we've had in the last few episodes. Um, like, it's like I kind of think I feel you here with the Jude hate. It's just kind of cheesy, you know, how he goes about it and... You know, and he even gets to the point where he's being so nice and flirtatious. And then he basically just rips shit into her about having terrible ears. Um, so, such a weird scene. Yeah, and I like that the whole thing plays out with Christian right there as well. Yeah. Like, you just know that this, this guy does not like him and, you know, is <laughs> you know is, is just going to make a point of m- making this guy look like a fool. Yeah, and I, I I love the bit when he's like, oh, you're here to intern. You know, here's my car. Go get it waxed. How does he know which car's his? Is it just the one with the asshole written on it? Um, is that just... Is that, everyone knows Christian's car at the McNamara-Troy offices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's the one with um, strippers or with hookers' clothes on it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Chris, uh, Sean... I keep always saying their wrong names. Sean's at uh, Megan's office, the chiropractor... And we just yep. get another flirtatious little scene, which, of course, involves Sean having a stiffy. Uh- <laughs> yeah. It was pretty great. Like, I love the whole thing of, like, I'm just going to need a moment here. Yeah, yeah. And I do I do like kind of Megan's reaction. She's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, I bet you do. Um, and then, like, I love her line when she's just like, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to a chiropractor, and I'm kind of scared to go to one now. Does that automatically mean I'm going to get an erection? <laughs> um, well, I've been to a chiropractor and never got an erection, and uh, they're, they're all they're all male chiropractors, so that may have had something to do with that. That's kind of like that worry thing where, like, you know how kind of like it's, it seems to be a real female thing that they want, like, a female doctor when it comes to certain aspects of, you know, getting checked out. It's kind of like when people say, like, would you rather a male or a female doctor? It's kind of like, well... I'm kind of in a no-win situation either way. Like, if I have to go to the doctor and get certain parts of me looked over, you know, it's not a good thing if I get a bit excited, the prospect of a man or a woman touching me. Like, it's kind of like, can I have a robot doctor? <laughs> yeah. I do like the line A of, like, that swelling's not going to yeah. go away on its own. <laughs> yes. And they have a little bit of a, a love. It's, it's, it's a genuinely sweet scene, though, when they kind of talk about the kiss and you know, made the loneliness go away for that moment. I mean, look, we, we seem to talk up the chemistry between characters. And again, you can't deny the, the Sean and Megan chemistry. It, it's sweet. Um, even though, again, we know it's like, you bastard, Sean, you've forgotten about Julia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I guess you made a really good point early on in this about um, Julia's a bit of a, you know, a Skylar um, <laughs> from Breaking Bad. You know, that she's kind of hard to like. And so you actually don't really mind when Sean's kind of like off you know, flirting with somebody else when he shouldn't be because we don't really like Julia very much. And she's doing the exact same thing with Jude anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, she she's doing it with Jude. She does it with Christian this episode too. So it's kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of like this warped family dynamic where it's like, well, they're all cheating anyway, so look, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not poor old Walter White at home while Skylar is off banging Ted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the poor drug dealer. <laughs> Spoiler alert, shall we ever do Breaking Bad? Which we will do at one point. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Any- anyway, uh, so we get to the awkward family meeting because, you know, Julia just happened to have them all on speed dial. So they also, you know, just happened to be only five minutes around the corner. 
Um, I do love awkward dad Sean. Like, I think that's one thing we probably should talk up at many points in this show. Sean, Dylan Walsh plays a great awkward dad. He has great dad moments when he's like, oh, we've all had sex. Otherwise, none of you kids would be here. <laughs> yeah. And just trying to just, you know, just desperately trying to be cool by quoting Marilyn Manson. It's pretty <laughs> yes. awesome. And uh, that's, of course, from Bowling and Columbine. Have you you've seen Bowling from Columbine? Yes. Yeah, I yep. mean, that, that's a great movie. Um, just, you know, in case people are wondering what he's referencing there. Uh, we also, what did we get? The line there, oh, I, you know, sex is just normal now. I've heard of 12-year-olds giving blowjobs to their secret Santas. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard about that. Me neither. Is this a Miami thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, welcome to Miami. Uh, <laughs> and what exactly is a, is a secret Santa for a 12-year-old anyway? I thought that was something that you did in offices. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, at what school do they say, hey, let's have a secret Santa? Oh, you got Jimmy, yeah. did you? Oh, you know what he secretly wants? A blowjob. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it a secret. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But this whole this whole scene, uh, I, lo- I love Sean. Like, again, awkward Sean dad moment when he's like, I think we all need to know why you did it. They're teenagers, Sean. They're horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more that needs to be explained. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get this whole super. we get was it Vanessa parents basically turn around and turn around and say about about how he's wanting to cut his dick off. <laughs> Clearly, it's just yeah, yeah, common knowledge. I mean, of course, you know, it's it's, it's a well acted scene. You know, you've obviously got Vanessa's uptight parents who have no idea she's a lesbian. We get the fantastic line when what is it? Ridley says something about like, oh, because I'm not a lesbian. What's a lesbian? Your daughter likes vagina. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 third mother, she's like hilarious. Like, you know, even like when they come in and bring the food and like she's just straight in with the food. Yeah, yeah like even though it's like this incredibly like awkward moment like no she's still going to get some food there's yeah. no doubt about that yeah. it's just it's so funny and yeah I'm, i mean i guess this whole this whole little scene gets capped off by the fact that you know you've got vanessa who's who's clearly in love with this girl and you know her and matt are seeing each other and you know this is this is the kind of you know the mic drop i guess yeah i mean it is basically we get that i mean i'm very well acted by kate mara when she's you know deny it matt oh, deny it um, you yeah, know, yeah. It's very heartbreaking. And like again, like going back to I think what I said last episode, don't really feel for Vanessa. And like I, I'm still going to stick by that line. You know, she was the dick first. Matt's the dick second. Okay, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. But hey, you know, hashtag Team Matt. Uh, but like, <laughs> I just yeah, want to well, be there to console poor Kate Mara. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's really interesting because you know, obviously, this whole thing kind of culminates later in the episode where you know, Sean's kind of giving him the talk about you know that's that's a horrible thing to do. And it's like, well, yeah, you make a really good point there that Vanessa kind of started this shit, you know, like if she didn't want this to happen, then she probably shouldn't have been inviting Matt in to have a three way, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, look, that, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's almost like it's karma in a way. And like, look again, it's, it is one of these scenarios where, and again, it's weird that we're making this a big debate because it's really just a minor plot line that just forgotten about by the end of this episode. But um, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting to go about it because, you know, Matt clearly was in love with Vanessa. You know, he kind of went into this threesome to purely get with Vanessa 
and ultimately the result is that hey him and ridley have ultimately ended up falling in love although at least she's in love with matt i don't know if matt's ever in love with ridley again ridley is the grace of this episode she's forgotten about pretty quickly and also speaking of grace she's not in this episode can we just point that out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> exactly nick's reaction sums up grace as a character in nip tuck oh yeah grace yeah 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 that's right i forgot about that <laughs> Just thought I'd point that out. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very well done scene. And like, you know, the, the father gets up, you know, is that open and honest enough for you? Um, so, yeah. And then we get we get Julia and Jude talking about threesomes, what you've always wanted to know. And, of, yeah. of course, we get Jude at one point saying, tell me you've never thought about being with two men, to which Julia clearly has. <laughs> yes. Yes, I don't think we need to say much more about that right now. You know, Prue Julia clearly has, you know, desire to, like, get banged by two men at once. Why not? Um, But, yeah, I do. uh, You go. Well, no, I'm just thinking that, you know, back in the day, would you have said no if it was uh, Sean and Christian? Well, I mean, of course, we get sort of that in a couple of seasons, don't we? A weird, I mean, that's spoilerish, sort of, but we get that weird episode where kind of, yeah, anyway, we won't look into that, but um yeah, it's I, I I clearly think that probably underlying deep down that she would easily take both of them, clearly. Um so we then go to the scene. We're at the scene now, Nick. Um and it's a sexual buffet as we learn. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's orgy rooms, boy rooms, girl on girl rooms. Where's the guy on guy room? That's offensive. That's sexist. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose so. This is this is like just—it's bizarre, isn't it? And like just the terminology that's used, like you're saying, like a sexual buffet. It's like <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Like, do you think these things exist in Australia and New Zealand? Look, I, I honestly would say yes. I mean, like, it's—I've look. First of all, can I just start by saying I've never been to a swingers party. Secondly, I have read and seen documentaries on swingers, though, and, like, and not just on the porn variety, like actual factual documentaries. Um, and it's kind of like it's an interesting sort of lifestyle, I guess. I have met people in open relationships and who, I guess, have admitted they go to things like this. And I guess kind of if that's your lifestyle, then by all means, sure, this probably is normal to you just walking into that. But I'm sure for, for most people who would find that incredibly awkward. <laughs> to just like- well, I don't know what you make. I don't know what you make of all this, but like, I feel like there's kind of this, like this, this dynamic going on. We're obviously Christian's like really into it and Kimber's definitely not. And, you know, like, there's two ways of, of kind of portraying this. It's of you know you can portray it through the Christian perspective that glamorizes it. You know it's this amazing thing, or you can do it through Kimber's eyes where it's creepy and completely uncomfortable. And you know I don't know what you think, but I think they totally go for it through the Christian's perspective. You know, like oh, definitely, and it, it looked yeah. I, I yeah, agree it just that. looks all glamorous. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. And I also, I also obviously you get in this kind of thing. It's it's kind of like the Kimber. You know, she would do anything to please Christian, essentially. Um, yeah. You know, she's so in love with him, you know, and it's only just been a case of they've kind of technically just met, but, you know, it's it's just kind of how it is. But it's it's kind of like this kind of goes, I guess, to Dick Christian or whatever you want to say because, you know, you know Christian's there not to please Kimber. It's more so he can get pussy at the same time as being with Kimber. Like, it's kind of like a weird 
acceptable way of cheating in a weird way for Christian. Um, yeah. And then, like, we get the whole scene where, like, Kim is obviously getting it on with a girl, which, again, let's be honest, it's a great scene. Um, and then we, we kind of, I love the, the scene where Christian kind of skulls the champagne and kind of looks away, like he's bored now. Um, so he just kind of, like, glances out the door and we kind of see Jude. And we didn't sort of mention back when, you know, they're talking about threesomes, morsoms, and Jude invites Julia to the scene. Why not? Um, and sort of we get kind of Sean, uh, Christian catching Jude with the woman from the, the waiting room, the other weird-looking Julia lady, um, which ultimately makes Christian want to leave because it brings back Julia issues. Um but yeah, I love Kimber when she comes out and she's like, did you see? I did what you wanted me to do. That was yeah. the quickest girl on girl ever. Like, seriously. There's a lot of that going on in this season, isn't there? I hadn't really noticed before, but suddenly it's becoming quite a quite a theme. What's that, that people finish quickly or? <laughs> no. Well, probably that too. I'm thinking more of girl on girl. Right, right. Yes, yes. And it, again, like Ryan Murphy, like, you know, he's an out- openly, outwardly gay man and he's clearly loving the girl on girl action. So thanks, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he enjoys a sexual buffet just like anybody else. This is based on Ryan Murphy's life, I believe. Uh, <laughs> that's just what he does. Meanwhile, of course, we get the, the cross back to Sean at home. Uh, who finds the picture of Jude, because, you know, as always, you open up, like, a 5,000-page textbook. You just happen to open the page where there's a naked man in one. Um, and then we get Matt wanting to talk to him, and it's a nice little scene with Matt and Dad and all that sort of stuff. But, of course, as you kind of mentioned before, you know, we get that sort of little bit where where Matt's kind of like... Uh, sorry, Sean's like, oh, is that the man you want to be? you know, don't want to hurt her, you know, oh, you're you're dating her friend, it's a choice, you know, her liking girls isn't a choice. Uh, you know, again, sweet scene, and kind of, it's pretty much implied that at the end of the day, Matt's been the asshole. when, again, we've kind of touched on that already. Um, but, hey, that's, that's kind of what happens. Uh, but, yeah, we then, we're back in to McNamara, Troy. Nurse Linda gets some more lines here. We find out that our uh, man-boobed Cliff has hepatitis C, talking about this lifestyle. It's, it's kind of a weird way of concluding this little plot line, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, we kind of go over the fact that there's always generally something a bit extra to these surgery or these patients. But it's kind of like, you know, are we meant to care for poor old Cliff? That he's got Hep C. I mean, I guess he's gone to all this effort to to change his appearance to get into the scene. But at the end of the day, it's almost just it's cost him his lifestyle because he's found out he's obviously got this pretty terrible disease. Yeah, and I mean, I think he comes across. It doesn't help that he comes across as quite a, a kind of a bit of a sleazeball, you know. And yeah. so, you know, you, you kind of don't really have a lot of sympathy for him. But I guess what he's there to show is, you know, the risks that come with. You know, the consequences that come with that this kind of risky behaviour. And, you know, you're kind of getting that with the Matt storyline as well. So if you're going to try and tie them all together, you know, that's probably the thing that's kind of running through all of them, I guess. Yeah, true. And we also get sort of through this, uh, they want to fire Jude. Sean can't do it, so Christian does it. And we get this kind of real, like, angst scene of them each threatening each other. Uh, and it's a great scene, like, you know, say what you will about your bestie Jude, but, I mean, it's well acted, like, you know, threatening, like, oh, you'll never work in another, you know, practice again, you know, this isn't a pickup joint, and then he's just basically like, ah, oh, well, how would you find out, you know, like, if I said that Sean, to Sean that you're in love with Julia, like, I don't know, I don't know if you can say anything positive about Jude, Nick, but I, I enjoy this scene. Well, I think he's probably a lot better when he's not trying to be, you know, kind of smarmy, you know, hitting on older women, I think he's... <laughs> 
he's got some interesting stuff going on there when he's not doing that. The problem is, is that 90% of what he does on the show is that. Yeah, exactly. We then get a lovely crack sound because Sean's getting his back fixed. <laughs> uh, yeah. We learn that uh, not all chiropractors are quacks, like the AMA says. Uh, do, I mean, yeah, you yeah. said you've been to a chiropractor. Do they actually work? I mean, again, are they good? Or are they bad? What are they like? No, I think they've, they've done the job for me. I think it's probably the whole the whole controversy, I think, is more when chiropractors are talking about they can solve things that aren't related to your back through through manipulating your back. I think that's that's where the controversy is. I don't think there's a lot of controversy that they are good at solving back pain. <laughs> They're like, not really I good at solving one, back like, pain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an expert. Just just pop a couple of Panadol or Advil, you'll be fine. Um, one yeah. thing I, I noticed here, like we kind of we, we went back to the beginning of this episode, didn't we, where we didn't know the sort of the timeline, what happened between episode six and seven. We hear uh, Megan say that she's just gotten a divorce now. She's basically, in the last episode, said she's leaving her husband. And let's imply that, you know, even if this is, say, three weeks to a month, let's just say it's a month. Like, do not divorces take forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe she's just using short-term, like, the, or shorthand, like, they actually have, but you know, they, they haven't got divorced, but they're just kind of talking as if they have, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, like, we met her husband for two minutes, and I clearly don't think he's just going to bend over and just be like, yeah, I'll get a divorce. Like, I'm sure he's he's devastated. <laughs> so... Yeah. And this is America. This is the land where people sue each other for saying hello. Like, uh, no disrespect to our American listeners. We've already ripped shit into your beloved Rubens. But it's... Uh, it's just... I don't know how that's possible. We're reading too much into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But, I mean, we do get another nice little scene, you know. He's like, what, what does she say? Like, I can't be so vulnerable with a man I can't have. And, you know, who says you can't have me? And then it's like, oh, here we go. Clearly, they're boning each other. Clearly, once again, Megan, the professional doctor she is, just can't resist one of her patients with a boner. <laughs> yeah, she'll... She'll crack, she'll crack your bones and then crack your boner. <laughs> that's, that's on her, that's on her, uh, it's outside of business. Welcome to Dr. Megan O'Hara, yeah. cracking your boners yeah, and yeah. your bones since 1997. Yeah, it's on the business card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then it kind of gets to this closing scene. This is a heated closing scene. Um, Christian chilling at home as you do. And then, uh, you know, knock, knock on the door. Here's Julia. And, you know, basically enters the room. You asshole. Um, and just like this great scene and again we I think we touched on a few episodes ago didn't we the sexual chemistry between Julie and Christian but this is just heated you know just their argument her basically saying you can't have me then they finally kiss here it is you know back to Julia sort of again cheating you know whatever it's it's the cheating episode uh, we get a moaning Julia kind of um, and then just the way it ends it's oh it's so good you know, you want to know what I was just thinking. And you kind of, just the way Christian replies, like, he's the happy one. He's the vulnerable one at that point. And the way she just turns around and says, Jude, and walks out. It's like, drop mic, burn, you know, team Julia. She wins. You go, girl. Um, but, like, it is an intense way to the end of the episode, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, when when you get these kind of intense kind of moments with, with 
Julia. Like, I don't know if you notice, like, Jolly Richardson almost kind of, like, shakes. Like, mm. uh, that's kind of like her anger thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a deliberate thing that she's doing or whether that's kind of, like, just who she is and the way that she acts. Um, but it, it's quite noticeable, and you, you kind of see that a lot going on. And, yeah, it kind of – I think it actually works in a funny way because I think, like, the intensity just really kind of ramps up because of the way she does that. So, yeah, you're definitely right. It's, it's a hell of a final – scene and um you know seeing that kind of vulnerability in christian and you know him kind of getting what he actually really wants is yeah it's the start of something here really isn't it and it's it's just it's it's fascinating because again it's kind of going back to what we're saying about like the whole sean megan thing and it's like you know in all realistic sense of of characters and sort of as you were saying i think a few episodes about like rooting for these people but you can't at the same time it's like you know, Sean's cheating on his wife. There's no, there's no other way around it. Sean is cheating on his wife. But it's counterbalanced by the fact that Julie is cheating on her husband. You know, even if it's the desire of wanting Jude, which, you know, opens up a whole other can of debate when it comes to, you know, is that cheating? What is it, you know, all around that? But, I mean, it ends with her kissing then, you know, Sean's best friend. And, again, we're already seven episodes into this show and it's this intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's just it's just full on, and you know it's just it's really kind of this kind of intricate web between these three is just going to get more and more you know harder and intense as it goes on, and um, yeah, that that's where the the heart of the show really is. So it's kind of cool to see that start to to ramp up a little bit. Mm, it's it's very interesting. I mean, again, as we always kind of say at this point, anything to add before we before we rate it? I mean, we've got to. You know, next episode, we're talking about intense. It kind of keeps going on that path. But anyway, uh, <laughs> anything to add yeah. before we get to our ratings? No, I think we've I think we've uh, done a good job of covering this one off. We have. We have. We've talked about Golden Globes and Rubens. You know, I didn't think that was something <laughs> we <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good combination there. Uh, so what are we doing with this episode? Buying it, renting it, or binning it? Well, I think this is an interesting one. And I, I think... For me, there's a lot going on, and this is a buy for me, actually, um, because I think that there's some really, really fun scenes that kind of keep the thing moving along at a really cracking pace. But I think some of those building blocks that you get in this one are actually really important ones. So it's almost one of those ones that you really want to watch because you start to see some really important things happening in this episode, as well as having a really fun time between the whole, you know, the really weird um, family intervention and the the, um, the scene. You know, there's, there's a lot of cool little things that kind of tie this episode all together and amongst a lot of really important stuff as well. Yeah, I look, I, again, it's kind of on the fence, sort of in the middle between buying and renting, and I agree with everything you said, but I think maybe on the grand scheme of things, I'm just going to just loosely put it in the rent it, just behind the buy it. I, like, I think the intensity of the scenes and kind of what we get is, is there, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot more heavier episodes when it comes to dealing with a lot of things. I, I think, like, you know, besides maybe the Julia Christian and the Megan Sean stuff, a lot of it is just kind of, it's fun and it's it's intense, but, I mean, you know, you forget about the Matt and Ridley and all that kind of stuff stuff pretty quickly, and it's kind of, yeah. So, I, I'm just going to put it in the rent it category, just just underneath the buy it. So, it's maybe a buy it on X rental. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think I think it's good because we're getting some some differences here, rather than us just doing the same thing with each episode. We're getting some differences, so yeah. that's that's cool. Now, next episode, a bit of a teaser. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a heavy episode. Next one, uh, it involves um, hit and run. It involves sexual abuse. Uh, it involves priests. Um, it's 
it's you know bring the kids it's a fun one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um you know like this this is just what we expect from the show and uh, if you think this is gonna ease up and get a little bit um you know lighter and 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 fluffier then you're watching the wrong show mm-hmm. go and watch go and watch glee um, <laughs> yeah Coming soon to the Oz Network, maybe one day. Um, we'll we'll be back for that one though. Again, as we say at the end of these, uh, the Oz Network at hotmail dot com. Any comments, questions, anything to do with Nip Tuck, uh, please send us in. Uh, if you know how to, if you know a good recipe for a Reuben, um, let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe, I'm, I'm jonesing for it. We're, <laughs> we're jonesing for. It. Maybe we'll cook one up and eat it live on air for our next episode. <laughs> uh, this is going back to our last episode. We made a Reuben. This is what they taste like. Uh, yeah, yeah. like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever your good podcasts are sold or downloaded for free because we don't charge you for these. Uh, and remember to leave us feedback. We always appreciate any comments that you can give us along the way. But we'll be back for that one. Thank you for tuning into the Oz Network. My name is Ben and I'm jonesing to hear what Nick's going to end this with. And I'm Nick, and you know what I'm not thinking about? Jude. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.